you have your keys? Yeah. Um, let's park three blocks down on the right. Welcome to Breaking Good, the official, unofficial podcast for AMC's Breaking Bad. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. You know what time it is, right? It is time to strip down to our tidy whities Cook up a little meth, a little podcasting meth. Tidy whities that's the exact opposite of the baggy whities <laughs> that we just saw Walt strut out of that scene. Yeah, right? He had to hold those things up. Yeah, he had to hike, hike up the crotch. Yeah. A little too much crotch. I, I'm used to seeing Jesse do that, not Walt. <laughs> that's right. Uh, okay, so what are we doing this week? Um, we actually have an episode to recap. We do, we do. It's the series premiere, right? Right, we can take or the... season premiere. It's a season premiere, Yeah, yes. not series. We got the, the lazy man out. We don't have to make up any content. We just have to feast <laughs> upon the content <laughs> this of Gilligan is gonna be a, Company. This is going to be a pure recap, is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's all we're doing? <laughs> I'm just saying it's a lot easier when they give you the meat. Sure, yeah, yeah. We're no, just, we, we're, got, we bring the potatoes. <laughs> we've got... Oh, I've got potatoes. <laughs> we've got uh, a recap for you. We've got our analysis of the show, we've got some news, we've got some listener feedback, and then we're going to do a spoiler section at the end of it. Um, that'll be after the music, so when you guys hear the music, our theme music, just shut it off if you don't want any spoilers. And when we're saying spoilers, obviously we're talking anything Anything that happened in episode one of season four is fair game. Oh yeah, we're everything just, up to then. Anything that's mentioned in interviews that talks about beyond that, that's what we're considering spoilers. So, absolutely, you've been warned. So, before we get started... Um, we got a really great shout-out from the guys at Breaking Bad Edition last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a pre-season four episode just like we did, um, and they they spent a few minutes talking about our show. I wanted to do the same here because I thought that their show last week was really funny, um, really interesting. They, they I kind of like that they don't just talk about Breaking Bad. I, I know some people are like, get to the Breaking Bad. I need my fix, man. Right, I, right. Yo, I need my, my hit. need to crush and snort that. Right. Fast. <laughs> But uh, but I like that they don't totally do that because I'm I'm a bit of a podcast sucker. I like personalities. Okay, so so you yeah. hate our cast? Right? <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's no no no. It's devoid of personality. Uh, but if you're like me, you should go head over to uh, behindthecuttingedge.com. They do not only podcasts on Breaking Bad, but on other subjects as well. Other shows, things like that. Um, and check out their their preseason episode, and then they're going to have one. I assume coming out Wednesday. I think they said. Um, so that, that'll be the season, season premiere for them. Yeah. Oh, beat them by a so day. Go, <laughs> go check that out. Here's my goal for this show. I want to get us onto the front, the new and noteworthy section of iTunes. All right. A worthy goal. A, a very worthy goal. We will, we will get a lot more listeners that way and the community will prosper 10 times. Um, so we have two reviews right now. We got a couple of reviews that we'll go into, um, in the listener feedback section, but I, my goal is to get to 20 reviews this week. 20 written reviews. So I, I like I really, really, really want people to go help us get up there, help us grow this cast, help us grow the community around the show. Just go to iTunes, just go to our show, leave us a review. 
five stars, please. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but right. five stars would be good. You know, what I'm saying. I've got at least five Gmail accounts. So I'm right? Good. I'm good for like a quarter of that. So yeah, and there's nothing the, wrong with that. Yeah, we're only asking the <laughs> listeners to come up with the other 15, right? <laughs> sure. That's sure. not too much. No. Uh, did you have anything you want to talk about before we get into the show, or uh, should we go into the news? Go and let's, let's hit the news. Okay. So there was a kind of a feud online. Uh, just before the season premiere between Chuck Klosterman mm-hmm. and Jason Whitlock. And I guess these are two, like, sports commentators. No, Chuck Klosterman's a big pop culture guy. He's written, okay. uh, I think the book was, like, called Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs. And right. uh, he's got a lot of other, like, you know, he, he's written for the Rolling Stones, um, I think hmm. the National. But he's kind of like this, you know, sports pop culture guy but he's also writing for grantland.com which is bill simmons yeah, yeah. pop culture sports mashup site mm-hmm. um and he came up with a column that said basically breaking bad's the best show ever on television. yeah well he was specifically comparing it to um the wire which and, i know yep. is one of your favorite shows yep. and and it i was kind of like the chuck Klosterman in this situation and you were the jason whitlock of the situation i don't know because i'm i think that right now if if the wire season five didn't come out, um, it would be hard for me to imagine something coming out better than mm-hmm. the wire. As good, sure, mm-hmm. but since they kind of stumbled that last episode, and Breaking Bad's not done yet, mm-hmm. and what we've seen so far of season four is terrific, and what we've heard is terrific, I gotta say, if they put out five quality seasons with their only stumble, and this is for my my money only, was yeah, yeah. the I didn't like the t- the two cousins storyline, I didn't like the airline airliner crash storyline mm-hmm. if those are the only two stumbles that's not as that's not as bad mm-hmm. as the drop ball that the wire had where the p- cops started fabricating evidence and faking a serial <laughs> killer and that kind of just absurdist nonsense so sure 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 it, it went a little off the deep end right and the other thing is i think that jason whitlock is confusing and the most important show which i think yes. that the wire is probably the most socially important show mm-hmm. i've ever seen well i will i was i will get into that i, well, okay. I wanted to present it up front for people who haven't heard about ah, the feud gotcha um so basically Klosterman writ, wrote this article about how great breaking bad is and it's better than the wire and whitlock took offense to this yep. um and it looks like he took a pretty serious offense because on his twitter feed the next morning um he was saying things like Klosterman's next Grantland attention grab. Why Judas was better than Jesus. <laughs> kind of absurd. But then he gets almost offensive. He's like, I weep for America that shit was that this, that shit was written by a respected thinker, and I really like Breaking Bad. That that to me is borderline offensive. He's saying that this guy's writing absolute shit. Well, Whereas the all, guy had a very, very well thought out argument at least. Yes, and he and the podcast he admits that. But he, Whitlock's he Twitter persona is that of kind of like larger than life. Yeah. Like he says yeah. he says that he actually calls his persona on Twitter as Twitlock. Uh, that like he says okay. like, you know, Whitlock is like, mm-hmm. you know, this he's a serious journalism and his tagline is actually uh, judge my columns, enjoy my tweets. So he's kind of doing just shocking attention grabbing. See, I have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we never do shocking, offensive attention grabbing things. That's our personality, though. He's creating a persona that's not his own. Well, for his Twitter account, yeah. And he's creating multiple personas across his different mediums. It's hard to keep those straight. And which yes. one is him? Which one should I take seriously? Which one should I not? You I know? think he finds it's that difficult. amusing, though. I don't think he cares that you're confused or outraged that he would say something crazy as a as a. Sub- he probably doesn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know he but, does, in fact. But then on the uh, BS Report podcast that you pointed me to, mm-hmm. uh, 
they were talking, they were interviewing him about this situation. Um, and like you said, he seems to think it was all about the importance yes. of the show, whereas The Wire is more important. It deals with more social issues, more important issues than Breaking Bad. Um, he seems to think that makes a show better, by definition. Hmm. And well, I it, don't know that I agree with that. It's hard to say which is more entertaining, sure. which is more daring, because Klosterman was right. His main point was no TV show has ever done this, taken a hero... Yeah. And believably transformed him into a villain, which is the direction that it looks like the series is taking. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, nobody has taken such an unflinching look at the death of urban America like The Wire. But yeah. The Wire, yeah. saying that The Wire is not necessarily always entertaining. It's very well written, it's gripping, but it can be hard to watch. And I guess so can yeah. Breaking Bad. It's, and again, <laughs> that episode last night was certainly hard to watch. It's, it's hard to say because Breaking Bad is heading down the downward side of their second. Of, the, of their second half of the series. Yeah, yeah. Because it's going to, according to Gilligan, probably last five Spoilers. seasons. Spoilers. <laughs> no, it's just going to, it's going to be over one way or another after five seasons is what he said uh-huh. publicly. before. Um, and, you know, The Wire's already got five seasons out there and it's it's a dead mm-hmm. series at this point. So you could compare its whole body to of work. Yeah, you can judge the whole thing. No, I will um, say that anyone that thinks it's a, it makes a serious argument for Sopranos being the best television when you've got Breaking Bad, The Mad Men, and The Wire. Mm-hmm is insane i agree and they're if they are making that case they're trying to make the case based on it being the first yeah to do what well, it did that's that's a valid point but not necessarily because it doesn't do it the best right it just does it first it's just like you know is babe ruth the best baseball player at all time well of course not i mean but it's hard to compare eras and you know sure the, yeah you know, like he didn't yeah. work out a day in his life he drank boo- you know drank booze smoked cigars and whored <laughs> and then got up uh and and slugged the bat the bat you know sure yeah so but yeah objectively there's no way anyone can say this sopranos is as good and i also yeah, thought it's interesting that whitlock thinks it's more likely that mad men will uh, surpass the wire because again he likes the fact that it touches on social issues right and here's here's my big problem with what he said on his twitter account which you're saying is different quote-unquote persona Mm -hmm. versus what he said on the bs report podcast um the other tweet that he made says i will block people for pretending to agree with Klosterman. hash i'm not joking if you're that stupid i don't want to be connected to you yeah now that is offensive and that may be his persona on there but then on the on the BS Report podcast, he goes on to state all these personal reasons, like he identifies with the city of Baltimore and right. the black culture and everything. Right. He he states all these personal reasons why sure. it is a better show. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yet he's blasting people for yeah. not agreeing with him. Yeah. After stating that his own personal reasons for right. liking it. Now, I don't know whether he would actually do that, but I do know he blocks people routinely. <laughs> uh, he sounds like he would. Account, yeah. And I think it's kind of funny, but, you know. Yeah, I I don't know. It's hard to tell when you don't know the personalities. Yeah, we can have multiple because you like really like something, and I like tune in halfway through, and I'm like, I don't get it. This is stupid, and you're like, yeah. we well, got to understand the personalities, and that's with with Bill and Jason and Chuck. It's kind of you got to understand all that. So, but yeah. he was, I think, legitimately hurt. I mean, Whitlock loves the wire like I've never. I mean, he <laughs> like makes, a child. Yeah, he loves the wire like it's a son. Yeah, and he's like he's like he's he's giving away over ninety wire sets to all over his Twitter account and like the different yeah. famous people. Yeah. I mean, he's all about trying to get people to watch the wire because he thinks. And he's the other thing he mentioned, and then let's get off the wire. Yeah, but he says the wire has fans have its inferiority complex because throughout its whole run, it never got ah. any 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 uh, Emmy nominations mm-hmm. for the actors for the writing for all that. 
And that's like, you know, when you got something that's serious quality that's just getting snubbed year after year after year, then you hear someone after the fact, this highly acclaimed, critically acclaimed AMC yeah, right. show that's like just, you know, the the golden boy <laughs> of the, the serious drama TVs mm-hmm. get this nod. And it's like he they actually said it like hurt him, like in the way he's like getting bullied in high school or something. I mean, that's kind of. Yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 I have a lot to say about The Wire, but I won't go into it here. Um, I did like a lot of the stuff that he said, though. I totally agree with him that it was a very important show. Yes. Um, whereas Breaking Bad is mostly entertainment. I mm-hmm. mean, they're doing something interesting with the characters, but it's for entertainment purposes. Yeah, it's hard not, to... not social commentary. Yeah, it's it's not really saying anything about society important. That's yeah. not to say it's not an important show. Sure. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. Um, that's all I've got up front. You want to... Nope. I guess if you want my Give news every day, I'm oh, uh, yeah. doing the the Breaking Bad news, and I just try, try to hit the high notes of the coverage out there and the interviews, and some of it gets repetitive, but I try to only get the first take or the interesting take, so um, I'm saving most of my news for that thing. Okay, great. Well, let's go into the recap. Alrighty. I feel like we need a, a bumper. We need some sort of music here to... Bring us into the recap. Well, if you'd uh, give me a note, like <laughs> I could have had something ready to go, but I don't. We could do an acapella version of "The Boys Are Back in Town." I don't know. <laughs> no, right. Okay, here we go. Um, so the episode opens up with the, a box cutter, a mm-hmm. shot of the box cutter yep. cutting through the the thing that holds the box closed, and we see Gail. And we're like, oh wow, that's interesting. Because there was, I didn't know this. Um, because I watched the entire series of Breaking Bad during the off season, as did which I. is nice yeah. that it was they're off the air for thirteen months. Um, but there was a lot of speculation that maybe Gail didn't actually die. That Jesse, they said like the way that they shot that scene was an, un, uh, ambiguous. I didn't see that yeah. myself, but opening like that was kind of a way. Uh, I had like a brief like what the f kind of moment uh-huh. before I realized oh it's a flashback. Yeah, and actually Vince Gilligan was surprised himself that people didn't understand that yes gail definitely got shot right uh, after the season finale so i think that was in there as kind of a little just mm-hmm. like yeah. poke in the ribs right right say hey is he dead sure yeah uh so gail starts talking to gus as he's unpacking the equipment and he's obviously intimidated by the quality of walt's meth right because he he's going on and on and on about how good this meth is right and how much better it is than than the meth he can cook himself which is already outstanding like, yeah 96 like percent versus 99 percent 99 point whatever <laughs> exactly and, and i was thinking this whole time gail just shut your mouth shut your right. mouth man you're right. you're talking yourself into the grave here right you are you're sending yourself to the the chamber yep but he keeps talking and eventually i think he convinces Gus to actually hire Walt, which is weird because I'm going to get into this later. Well, I'm just going to get into this later, but I, I, I want to put a, 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 a pin in it. A pin in it, yeah. You should put a ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it, it's interesting to me that he he does um decide to hire him because he he obviously likes quality, right? Sure. Um, he's buying all the quality equipment. For right. Gail, like anything he needs, the highest quality, let's get it. I would say that what Gus, everything Gus does, he does professionally. Yeah. Like he, like, he's kind of like my father. He would, ins- you know, my dad 
would never half-ass a job, even when a job calls for half-assing. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And they're really, th- like, during this whole scene, they're they're really nailing home exactly why Gus needs Walt, mm-hmm. uh, because his meth is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Gus doesn't consider him a quote-unquote professional. Right. So he didn't want to hire him. Um, what how he feels about him now? <laughs> I think he feels he's even less of a, of a professional. Really? To be honest. Yeah. Really? See, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about it. So then we see uh, Gail's apartment, mm-hmm. and Gail is lying on the floor with a bullet hole under his eye. Nice shot, Jesse. Uh, yeah, pretty good shot. Right through to O-ring. Normally, don't you go between the eyebrows? Is that... I don't know, man. It's like, uh, that's pretty dead. That's like a couple inches off dead center of this dude's head. Point blank sure. range, of course. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a guy talking to the police on the phone saying, hey, guy's been shot. Right. Um, there are two witnesses there. But, but we definitely know that Jesse shot Gail at this point. Yes. There's no question about yes. it. Yes. I, I thought there was some interesting details in the scene that mm-hmm. I got from um, Melissa Mears from Entertainment Weekly, which I was really mm-hmm. jealous of her recap. She hit a lot of stuff I didn't notice. But uh, the clock on a shelf is flashing 1013, which is um, uh, Chris Carter, the guy that produced X-Files, his birthday. Yeah. And that was a recurring theme in the X-Files. Yep. Um, and also that uh, the camera pans on the Gale's table next to his lab notes. There's a copy of Stephen King's short story collection, Everything's Eventual. Yeah. And that the main story from that book is about uh, the guilty conscience of a man whose job is to kill criminals. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really, like, that's just a throwaway. I mean, I wouldn't have yeah. picked it up. I'm, I'm sure, like, not one out of 20 people watched an <laughs> right? episode to pick that up, but it says so much. See, and that's, that's Jesse. Yeah, that's exactly Jesse. Mm-hmm. And I really like that about um, the show Lost, mm. is that they did that a lot. The right. books, the music, everything they showed would have a theme to it right. uh, pertaining to a character or an episode or something. Right. And so I, it's cool to see that they're doing that here as well. Right. So Victor runs in. And he's like, oh, my God, Gail's been shot. Yeah. Looks like we still need the guys. Uh-huh. But he's obviously seen because he comes right into the door and he's seen by the people there. Right. Um, so then he takes off and he goes to look for Jesse and he finds him. Not hard to find, apparently. <laughs> apparently not. He's, I, he's in there. his red. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever car that is. Uh, Jesse has uh, basically blue screened or red, <laughs> red ringed of death. He's yeah, just yeah. locked up in his car in his little uh, Celica four-wheel drive so then we go back to the lab mm-hmm. next scene uh walt and mike are just staring at each other right like it it is impressive how those guys stare yeah i'm not kidding they're you. world champion stares <laughs> absolutely maybe gus would win in a three-way contest i don't know man walt <laughs> does not blink um but then victor comes in with jesse he's found him he brings him back to the lab now, Victor was I, super emotional in this scene, like knocking over chemicals and stuff and very angry. Do you think it's because he realized he screwed up because yeah. he was supposed to be the guy that keeps his eye on them and did all that mm-hmm. stuff and he failed and he got seen? Or was he angry because these guys tweaked his boss or? No, I think I think it was because he knew he screwed up. Really? Yeah. I don't think he knew how bad he screwed up. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Walt is or Mike is talking to Victor and he finds out that Gail's been killed mm-hmm. and it looked to me like when he first because he just said he's gone he's mm-hmm. gone like a couple right. times and Walt was looking at Jesse like he didn't actually do the deed I right. thought at first mm, I didn't see, so, pick that up but but then he says he's dead or whatever he's right. killed and right and Walt changes his expression so Mike calls Gus right and I noticed a look on Walt's face when he was talking to Gus. He looked 
both both very like worried, of mm-hmm. course, about what Gus was going to say. But he also looked like he had a lot of pride in him that he had just pulled off this maneuver, yeah, like this gambit, yeah. Uh, and I, I thought that mix of the emotions there on his face was really interesting, something See, I haven't seen. And interestingly, we'll talk about this a little at the end of the episode, too. I think at this point, Walt has finally learned to respect and appreciate Jesse as a partner. Hmm. Like yeah. someone who's got the stones to do something and not just like luck into something. Um, but Jesse's not feeling it the same way about Mr. White. I don't think, think, no, I think Jesse is kind of over that. I, yeah, so hmm. I think they got interesting places this partnership's going. Okay. So then we cut to the next scene, and it's Marie coming over to see Skylar uh, to hand her more bills for Walt, or for Hank's treatment. Apparently astronomical bills, because they yeah. they shocked Skylar. Like, she and kind it, of s- s- staggered when she saw them. And how long has it been since Marie delivered a bill? Because there were a stack of, like, five of them. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. know what happened. Last time it was one, this time it's five. She says they're getting bigger. Right. I'm, I'm actually wondering if Marie's uh, penchant for oh. stealing... Is going to factor into this at all? If she's maybe she's start fudging fab- the numbers, yeah, I don't know. On Skylar, I don't. Man, that would be that would be a move. It seems like they're moving her character away from being unsympathetic and like yeah, the, true. being very sympathetic. That would be an interesting uh, rope of dope they pulled on us. Not like right. they haven't done it, but they, they have done it with that. Yeah. yeah. So but she notices Walt's car in the driveway, right? And she's wondering what that's all about. She assumes that Skylar and him are sleeping together, Ian. Right. Um. And I noticed that Skylar didn't correct her. Right. She never made a point to say, no, that is not happening. Right, right. Interesting. Well, I'll talk about that more later. Okay. Um, so Marie leaves and Skylar investigates. She's looking around for Walter. Uh, she hears Walter Jr. in his room listening to music. And so she decides, you know what? I'm going to go move Walt's car. Which I didn't so get at see. first, but when I, I got, like, by the end of the scene that she was doing that to keep Walter Jr. from asking questions. Yeah. Because yeah. she does I don't think she really knows in her own head how this is going to shake out. Sure. Yeah. Um, she's very unsure. But I, I noticed that they still have the stupid thing in their wheel well with the key. Why? Why would you keep one of those? Who thinks that's a good idea anymore? I don't know. I, mean, I just think That's the first place you've checked. It shows how that Walt is still kind of an amateur, I think. Yeah. The scene, because yeah. at the end of the last season, you're kind of, like, want to think, oh, wow. Uh, Walt's taking the, the, the leap, the king drug kingpin now. But yeah. after this episode, it knocks him down a couple pe- pegs on the mm-hmm. mastermind scale. Yeah, absolutely. So I was also thinking, as soon as she got into the car and backed out into the street, I was like, oh, she's going to get hit by a car. Every time I see that shot where someone is backing out into an s- empty street, I'm like, right. they're going to get hit by a car. <laughs> Obviously. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking that. Well, meet Joe Black there. Yeah. So Skylar moves the car so Walt Jr. won't see it. Uh, then we go back to the lab, and Walt is trying to convince uh, Mike to let them cook. Mm-hmm. He's just like, we're here. Let us cook. We're ready to work. We want to go. Nobody else can do this. Um, but Victor actually appears to be quite adept at cooking. He's He's been observing. He's, I don't know if he's adept, because he's awful sloppy. And He's sloppy, yeah, but... I kind of want to point... I kind of want to talk about now. Do you think Gus really cares about the quality of the meth? Like, would he be ah, fine with man. 90% pure? Or, because everyone makes a big deal, like, Walt's like, this has got to run on this operation, or he's mm-hmm. going to lose all this money. Surely to God this thing's paid for, right? After the first, like, 10 yeah. batches, this thing's got to be just, you know, printing Absolutely. money. 
For sure. So what's the whole point about they got to keep to the schedule? If they miss it, so he's well, going to be losing money. And- well, now he doesn't have the backing of the Mexican drug cartel. Oh, right. Because he killed that dude or had well, the I don't guy know if he doesn't have – not only does he not have the backing, I mean, mm-hmm. don't overlook the fact that Gus is not exactly invulnerable. I mean, he's got he's going to have okay. some big people coming after him too, you'd think, right? Um, or do you think yeah, he's completely deca- – there's no way he's de- completely decapitated the South American cartels, right? I, I wouldn't think so, no. no. So he'll he'll have some issues later. Right. But, yeah, he, he's not convinced, and so Victor's cooking. I was wondering at this point what what Victor's position was going to be. Was he going to be Gail's assistant, or was he going to be like an insurance policy for Gus if, if Gail and Walt didn't work out? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was just told to keep his, his eye on them, but I don't yeah. know if that meant, like, record everything they did or anything like that. And, again, I just come back to, like, I just can't believe Gus cares about the quality of meth this much because yeah. for damn sure the meth heads aren't going to tell. No, no, not at all. So it's like you can still charge a premium price. We're making price poison for, for people who don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can still charge a premium price for this product even at 90% purity, surely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a meth – I'm not – Maybe we need to ask our <laughs> cast, our, our podcast uh, brethren over at the Breaking Bad edition. Yeah, right. Um, so Jesse is still completely unresponsive. He, yes. He's not said a word. He is checked out. The entire time. We go to commercial. We come back. We're in Saul's office. And there is some lunatic trying desperately to get into his office. I don't... Right. Was that a homeless guy? What was going on there? Because he looked like he had no money for a lawyer. The thing is, when you saw the scene of Skyler and Walt sitting in his office before, sure. most of those people didn't seem like they had <laughs> money for a lawyer. But, doesn't have the most upscale clientele. Well, but on the other hand, like anyone that gets injured, that's his, like, he's an ambulance chaser, right? Among other things. Sure. So anyone yeah. that gets hurt, he sues the insurance company and keeps like half of whatever he gets for these people. So uh-huh. they don't need money for a lawyer. <laughs> he's not a $250 that's an hour true. front kind of guy, retainer kind of guy guy he so i could see him you know maybe he slipped and fell at mcdonald's and he wants to cash in <laughs> but i love everything about saul's awesome. outfit i love a security guard and how he sits Dude. down the man looks like he's about to lapse into a meat-based coma yeah that guy is not long for this world like i'm like the other thing is like i, I thought maybe he was like eyeing the girl and getting aroused or something and, and then the way uh, nah. she was looking at him but then i think that she was concerned that he was not going to make it through the next five seconds <laughs> right he's having a series of elaborate heart attacks <laughs> one foot in the grave oh. man yeah he is not healthy uh, I was wondering what they're waiting for in this office. Are they just there to service Saul, or are they waiting on something? Not <laughs> I wouldn't get out of town. <laughs> I know this isn't a family cast, Jim, but come on. Um, yes, I think that's exactly right. That that the security dude is kind of like. Uh, but what about the the girl behind the desk? Well, I mean, she's got to answer the phones. Like, I think yeah. they were closed not because it's not normal business operating hours. I think they're mm-hmm. closed because Saul's having a paranoid breakdown Crisis. about, yeah. like, oh, my God, you know, is Mike going to find out I screwed him over? Is Gus going to? Yeah. Because he was like this. I don't think he knew that Mike had other allegiances until the end of episode or season three. Because he was, like, flipping out at the laser tag arcade. He's like, my my P.I. tried to threaten to break my legs. And, you know, like, he that was a, a shock to him. Wait, Mike has other allegiances? What are you talking to about? To Gus. Like oh, Mike, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think Saul gotcha. thought he was his guy. Yeah. Yeah. And no. Exclusively. No. Yeah, right. So. Um, so Saul, yeah, like you said, Saul's scanning his bugs, scanning for bugs in his office. Um, he's got the, he's moved the pillars away from the wall, the styrofoam right. pillars. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> his office is so gaudy. I love it. Uh huh. It's amazing. I love everything. I can say it. I love everything about Saul. Yeah. I love his people. I love his office. I love the way he <laughs> conducts himself. I love the way he dealt with Skylar on the phone. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. aren't you a chatty Kathy when she mentions the meth? <laughs> the meth. Yeah. yeah. So Skylar calls and she can't find Walt. And it, he goes to a payphone. He doesn't trust his office. Shades phone. of the wire. <laughs> sure, yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Uh-huh. But then he talks to her for a minute and says, hey, I basically, I know where Walt is. Right. Don't worry. Lying. Uh, lies to Skylar, yeah. Uh, but then he asks his bodyguard if he has a passport. Which I hope he does not flee the country. This, this yeah, I don't want awesome. him to take himself out of the story. Now, no. if he fled the country and did, like, some sort of, like, video conferencing defense of Walt at some point. Or, like, mm. I could see that being kind of funny and interesting. But I don't want him to remove himself from this story. Right. Because he's too... He's got too much potential as a character. Yeah. And I still want to see him, like, in my predictions, if nothing else, so my prediction comes true, I want to see him do some badass, yeah. like, lawyer jujitsu oh, to yeah. justify, you know, the faith that Walt has put placed into him. Yeah, and the the... the Ten percent or seventeen percent or whatever. Plus, he's got Mike, Mike works for him, even on a moonlighting yeah. basis. And Mike doesn't work with complete fucking idiots, right? Sure. Like, and I don't was, think Saul is. No, I don't. I think that's a, this. A lot of this is an act. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just like the act he gave to Mike. Right. When Mike came to try to get the address. Right. So yeah, the he he seems very afraid that they they now know something about him. Um. So Skyler. We go back to Skylar. She's going to Walt's apartment, uh-huh. and I noticed that her her search for Walt felt felt like it went on really long. Uh, felt like they showed her checking everywhere, mm-hmm. and I was wondering if some of this isn't going to come back later in the story. Like, surely the the eyeball when we get to it. That has to. That has to be some sort of sign, right? Well, cause someone mentioned I saw uh, it might have been the the uh, mayor's woman, the Melissa Mayor's from Entertainment Weekly, but she mentioned that there's like a lot of appearances of that eyeball throughout the series, mm-hmm. and that have some sort of symbolism that, that a character is being watched or you know their their the eyes on them. And I just wonder if that's you know now that Skylar's involved herself in a criminal enterprise, the eyeball is watching her now too. I wonder. Because the other time I saw it is when the the cousins picked it up. Yep, and they were outside watching Walt. They were mm-hmm. or they were waiting for him to come out of the shower. I wonder if somebody doesn't have Walt's apartment bugged, hmm. like an ICU sort of thing. Because uh, I, the, think, I think Walt's carrying that around. Yeah, well, no. What I'm saying is, at that moment when she looks at it, mm-hmm. I wonder if someone doesn't see her. Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know because that, at that, that point, be I guess when he brought it home, the, his his house was bugged because you know Mike bugged all that stuff, right? Um, yeah, but didn't he take that out? Yeah, well, no, I, I guess at that time it was bugged. Yeah, because that's how he knew. I don't know. I bet there's like ten listeners right now, like <laughs> waiting to correct. Yeah, waiting <laughs> no. to correct this. Feel all free. right, feel free. Yeah, send us some feedback. So anyway, she basically guilts this locksmith i i had a real problem with what she was doing in this, uh well i have a real problem too but i think what i mean it's despicable but exactly like but, i i could not believe she was leveraging her miserable crying baby to try to get into this house dude i think she's walt she's just a couple steps behind him like i said i wrote my recap yeah, i know but uh i don't like the way she does it as much as i like what walt's doing you know <sighs> hmm 
I don't know. She's very skillful at it. <laughs> she's very. I think she might even be a more skilled manipulator than than Walt. Because Walt yeah. would tell bald-faced lies and do things like he, then he had to cover it with the fugue state. And he just got more and more outrageous. Where <laughs> Skyler just is good. She's, yeah, but so, something has to give there, right? Like you, you think this locksmith is going to come back? And no, God no. Later we've on, never seen, no. I don't think we've ever. I don't think we'll ever see a locksmith again. Hmm. He wants to because the thing is. He did something wrong too. Sure. So I think that's where. Yeah, I think when he, he closed the door, we're never seeing that left. again. Yep, <laughs> that's my prediction. Should sure I put enough. it on the board? Sure. Oh, yeah, why not? Are no. you going to predict? Okay. No, that's too. That's too easy. <laughs> Some random character. We'll never see them again. The guy who dabs his fries and ketchup and Denny's will <laughs> yeah. never be seen in another episode. <laughs> uh, okay, so then we go to the next scene. Uh, Marie is arriving home at her place. Oh God, this was brutal. A, a gut wrenching scene, Ugly. and she she's having a very very hard time dealing with Hank. Uh, just not not dealing with him, but being able to support Hank through his his trauma. I who wouldn't? I mean, Hank is like yeah, a, a lot. The word "shell of a man" is kind of cliche, but mm-hmm. Hank is literally a shell of his, the man. When we first see his face, he's almost unrecognizable. He looks like he's heavier. His you know face is all drawn, and he's not shaven. Uh, you know he's collect he's collecting rocks. Yeah, what's that about? I don't know. I don't know if that was hinted in that he had this kind of fascination with crystal. I think it's kind of interesting that it's crystal. Uh huh. Sure. I don't know if it's just that or if there was some other, you know, he was a rock hound from before. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's amazing how quickly they made Marie from one of the, you know, Marie and Skylar ran neck and neck for biggest, like, show bitch. Oh, yeah. For a long time. Most unsympathetic character, least interesting character. And now they're really. Flipping that on us and making them both very interesting. And, and again, I felt sorry for her. when she's sitting in their car, like psyching herself up and summoning the will to be cheerful. Mm. Um, it, yeah. I, I just like really felt sorry for her. And yeah. Now she's absolutely. having to, you know, change, uh, <laughs> uh, change Hank's, uh, bedpan with yeah. the number two, yeah. with the deuce. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I'm wondering how that's going to play out because, I could see that going really dark places. Oh, sure. Well, like the previews for next week kind of hint that, which we'll talk about later. Oh, okay. I didn't notice that, but yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes in and asks Hank about his physical therapy. He is not happy with the progress he's been making. Everybody says he's bidding on minerals on eBay. It's not eBay, people. It's mineralemporium.com. Yeah, I saw that as like a <laughs> vendor like right? skin of eBay or something, yeah, yeah. right? But the other thing is, I don't. What's there not to be happy about? An extra half step and this much less shit in her pants. I mean, that's huge progress. <laughs> if I had that much more shit in my pants, I'd be extremely unhappy. Yeah. So <laughs> that much less is something to be proud of, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm wondering where the rocks are going, or the minerals. I'm sorry. Um, you ain't got the minerals, governor. <laughs> So then we go to commercial, we come back, and Victor is still cooking in the meth lab. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have the distinct feeling that this meth will not be as good as Walt's, because he doesn't look like he's taking much care, like you said. 
He's, I have a distinct sloppily pouring chemicals. I have a distinct feeling that that meth is going to be ruined because I don't like. There's you don't never, think they kept cooking while they were disposing of his body? I don't know. Maybe they they probably had to to, to keep on schedule, yeah, right? Yeah. I, the man Walt said. Saying, get, the man said, "Get back to work." <laughs> he did. I would get back to work if the man said that to me. <laughs> Especially if he has a box cutter. <laughs> I've got that on a screensaver at work to yeah. motivate me. You right. know, every time before I open up uh, Chrome, Google Chrome, that yeah. get back to work. I'm going like, to make okay. that the alarm on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> get back to work well yes yes terrifying yeah um so i noticed that mike was drinking the, the remnants of gail's coffee mm. like he pours himself a glass of dead man's brew which and, even uh, days after i bet it's still a pretty good cup of joe probably still pretty good but it's running low i'm wondering mm. what walt's gonna do once it's all gone you know i might he be- may flip out or he might just start brewing the coffee as a way to kind of because Walt does weird ritual things. Like mm. remember with the crazy eight who wanted this crust cut off of the bread. Yeah, yeah. What and then he the started thing? cutting off his crust uh, too. And I wonder mm-hmm. if now he'll start being passionate about coffee because it's like you know mm. as he kills people, he takes on their bits of their personalities. Kind of yeah. psychotic, really. Well, when he moves to Colombia to become a drug lord, <laughs> he'll have to like coffee. <laughs> so he's getting warmed up. Uh, so Walt is trying to That's converse. the funny thing, is I bet they could take Gail's coffee invention and just destroy Starbucks. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. you know, charging six bucks a cup of coffee, that's gotta, you know, there's in this big, much wider... Uh, he'd much, still be selling drugs. Much wider array of the populace is addicted to coffee than the meth. Oh, I yeah. think you could take Gail's coffee recipe and go, 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 go with that. Maybe so. Maybe that's, uh, episode two. That'd be season, season. six. Season six. Jesse the Coffee Man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so Walt's trying to make conversation with Jesse at this point. Jesse's not having any of it. He's still no. completely silent. Hasn't Blue said screens. a word. Um, and they're talking about how he's talking about how bad Victor's doing. Um, he's saying, "Oh, he's gonna forget the aluminum." Yes, I, bet, I love. I bet that. he's gonna forget the aluminum. Yeah, you stupid <laughs> bastard! You have no clue what you're doing. It's God. Walt is such an idiot sometimes. Yeah, right. Because of course Victor remembers the aluminum, and he's right. like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" Right. <laughs> But uh, Gus finally shows up, and he is pissed. And have we ever seen him look that good? Like, every single time I've seen him, he's dressed nice sometimes, but, like, manager yeah. of a chicken store nice. Right. Um, I, I mean, he Maybe. was wearing a $1,000 suit and looked fantastic. Maybe the only other time I've seen him in a suit, even, is when he went to the police station uh, and donated to Hank's thing. I don't. I still think he was looking chicken man in that. I mean, this guy... <laughs> Looked like Did he have the hat? Did this, he have the visor? This guy looked like Lex Luthor in a big budget production of Superman yeah, or Magneto yeah. or some other supervillain or a vampire sure. from some Blade series. I mean, he was the ama- he looked like a million bucks. Absolutely, eight. He looked like an eight million dollar hole in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but he did not feel like a million bucks. That no, is for sure. He, he was did not. angry. No. So we so throughout this entire scene, we get no words from Jesse. Mm-mm. We get five words from gus exactly five words exactly five words from gus uh and as it plays out like i noticed just how much they were saying without words i almost felt like walt was uh, like walt's commentary was unwanted in the scene like i didn't want to see it it said a lot of valuable things about what walt was thinking at the time yes you're the whole time you're saying shut up walt shut up Walt." yeah your position would be vastly improved if you just shut the fuck up yeah, and I, I almost felt like my enjoyment of the scene, like it could have been a little more powerful if nobody had said anything. I like the fact that it was uncomfortable that way. 
Really? Yeah. Okay. And the other thing is the scene was 10, I clocked it, 10 <laughs> minutes from the time Gus stepped in the door to the time he stepped out the door. 10 minutes. If there was no That's dialogue, scene. that would be an interesting experience uh, or experimental TV. Yeah, yeah. But, I, and also it just, it just made, again, they're knocking Walt down a couple pegs. They really mm. raised him up in season three and they're knocking him down a couple pegs, showing him how much he still had to go. Because he was terrified. Yeah. Oh, he and, was absolutely terrified. He's like he's trying to justify his actions to Gus, right? He's saying he's, basically, "What did you expect me to do? Roll right. over and let yeah. you murder us?" Gail's death's on you. Yeah, and and, and that's you know, like I liked your take last night um, on your instant take that mm-hmm. Walt is still incapable of taking responsibility for anything. Yeah, the, even I mean, his own actions. This I, reminded me of his long rambling rant at in the school gymnasium about how no one's really to blame. If you want to blame anyone, blame yeah. the government. Except for, you know, if he had a box cutter held to his neck, that would be that rant. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But the chemistry interrogation he put Victor through is pathetic. Like, anyone understood what the fuck he was talking about. Yeah, no one would ever understand no, that. But he didn't care. have to, like he pointed out. It's right. a short-order cook situation. Right. Um, but I did notice that when he was talking about that, he mentioned the chiral centers of something. And I was wondering if that was maybe sort of a comparison because uh, you remember back in the early part of the series where he was explaining what chirals are, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, the you change one, one tiny little piece of right. uh, a chemical and it becomes something entirely different. Right. I was wondering if that isn't sort of a, an analogy with him and Gus because there's uh, – I feel like they're very, very similar yes. except for in one regard, and I think that's Walter's pride. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Chicken Chicken Man's awful proud. I just don't mm. think Walt is prepared to do anything like – and he's not as cold yet because it's like you know he sees a man stuck like a pig and he almost throws up whereas yeah, Gus yeah. is just boring holes through the man's <laughs> eyes, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, hmm. what did you think was going to happen in this scene? Because I was actually shocked when he s- slit Victor's throat. Not only was it shocking it itself, I was. Yeah. I thought what was going to happen is he was going to cut up Walt and Jesse a little bit. Not anything that would like you know disable them, but mm-hmm. like carve some kind of warning in their chest or just like you know hmm. a- again with a box cutter you can do some pretty horrific damage. It's not life threatening. Sure, yeah. And I thought that was, we were going to see like a torture scene and probably of Jesse, that he was going to torture yeah. Jesse in front of Walt. Um, hmm. But when he grabbed Victor and slashed his throat, I was, my jaw was on the floor. Yeah. Just how vicious it was, how sudden it was, how cold Gus was doing it. I mean, it's just like he was slaughtering a chicken. I, I honestly didn't know. I, I knew that they weren't going to kill any of the main characters. Obviously. Obviously. That's the one line this this show has not crossed, right? They've not mm. killed any main characters yet. No. The so. biggest main character would be uh, not who's the it wasn't Badger, it was Combo. Combo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They killed That's... him. But he wasn't really a main character. Oh, he was no. a side character. Oh no. So, and yeah. Gale now. <laughs> right, right. Right. Both side characters. So they, they haven't done that. So no I, was, George. I was sure they weren't going to kill anyone. Any one of them. Gilligan's no George R. 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 Martin, for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I honestly wasn't sure what was going to happen, but in retrospect, it makes sense. The lowest ranking guy in the room, right. the least important guy. Somebody has to die sure. in this situation, so it's him. Right. Um, I did notice that Mike was genuinely shocked oh, yeah. when this happened. Like, he did not expect this from Gus at all. When he slit his throat, that's what I noticed like, on the second viewing, is mm-hmm. he actually drew his gun and pointed at Gus yes. like... He was just like, I don't know what to do, but my instinct is this is a crazy man. I'm putting the gun on him. Yeah, right. Like he just 
Yeah, that I think shocked his professionalism. Yeah, because I think he knew Victor f- screwed up, mm-hmm. but I don't think that Mike sees eye to eye in because I don't know what kind of relationship Victor and him had, but it had to yeah. be some sort of professional, like you know, collegiate. You know, I don't think they're best buddies or anything, mm-hmm. but that had to. Well, I mean, what do you think? He's thinking if he did that to Victor, mm-hmm. what's he, what's he? What's stopping him from doing that to exactly. me? Exactly. Like, the next time I screw up, this that's going to be me on the floor. Right. And how minor does my screw-up have to be? Yeah. He, so. He's reevaluating everything he knows about Gus in that moment. Yes. Yes. And, and, it, and it shows on his face. I Like, I really thought that I, everybody shown in that scene, mm-hmm. Mike included. And Mike, I think, could have gotten overlooked. Mm-hmm. But the way he played that reaction to Gus just put him right up there with everyone else as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, all the actors. Man, I and who knew? I don't know what this guy's name is. I forget it already. Um it's uh who god dang it. What is this guy's? Oh, uh G Giancarlo oh, Esposito? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That guy, who knew that he had this in him? Uh, right? And I don't know. I wonder because Vince Gilligan said he was pretty sure that he would be able to do everything he asked um, and more because basically the script is like Gus gets, you know, Gus gets undressed, Gus gets dressed, <laughs> Gus kills the guy, Gus gets undressed and dressed again. And then like yeah. a list of what people were thinking in their heads. Mm. But that was basically the whole scene. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, so it's amazing that he could carry that and make taking his glasses off. And taking his tie off and hanging up clothes so freaking menacing. Yeah, yeah. And twice, twice he gets dressed in that scene, dressed yeah. or undressed. And we absolutely cannot take our eyes and off you're of riveted. it. You're riveted, yeah. Um, I, we've never seen Gus get his hands dirty either. This is no. the first time he's ever done anything that would re- relate him right. to a crime. And he's formidable. I mean, when you take a shirt off, he's solid. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a big dude. He works yep. out for sure. Yep. But yeah, he he's a dangerous guy now. Mm-hmm. We know that. Yep. Uh, and everyone in that room knows that now. So the scene last ten minutes, we've been talking about it at least that long. Um, yeah. The one thing I want to talk about because the the they switch scenes. Unless you had something else, no, no, no. they switch scenes. I want to talk about how artful this show uses blood and gore. I mean, the two yeah. close ups with the music playing uh, of that that like ambient industrial music playing of the rivulets of blood running into the gutters, and like when they. Uh, shove Victor, because that's what happens next, the cleanup phase, which yeah. is going to involve our old friend, uh, hydrofluoric acid, <laughs> and a presumably hydrofluoric acid yeah. safe tub that they're going to stuff Victor into and then dissolve him. Yeah. And uh, when they, like, when, when Jesse, like, lifts up that thing so uh, Walt can clean it and the light's shining through and you can almost see, like, a spinal uh, column and, yeah. like, just use your imagination on that bucket. It's really disturbing. <laughs> it's extremely disturbing. And I think that the, can you imagine that the practical effects guys must have had a ball with the oh, gore yeah. and the blood and making it do all those crazy things? I, absolutely. I'm sure they did. Um, and I love the inter, I think... I think Walt and Jesse as a criminal duo, uh, they're I think I think Mike is very impressed with them at this point. Because this is like hmm. this is I mean th- that body disposal method is almost foolproof. Yeah, yeah. And he's kinda like skeptical, like I don't know, and like Jesse's like, trust us. Yeah. You know, this, <laughs> this will work. This is this is gonna do the job. <laughs> and I think that was a very impressive to him. Not the mm-hmm. fact that they used uh Gail as leverage and they're willing to do that and the fact that they had this ingenious way to I think he's seen they're not 
a, a bunch of idiots don't know their ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to cr- crime. Yeah. A little amateur still. And this plays into my prediction that Mike's flipping the tables on Gus, man. I think that prediction is a lock at this point. You think? Uh, I do, I think too. that's the yeah. way out. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing that I noticed when they were cleaning up is that Mike definitely at this point almost feels sympathetic for Walt. Right. Uh, because when they're trying to stuff Victor into that barrel, right. they're like having a hard time and they can't get him up off the floor. And Mike goes over, he's like, I shouldn't be doing this, but okay, I'm going to help you out. See, so I he saw walks that over he was, just, just, he was just kind of disgusted at that point. Mm, I, I had a very different read on that. Just the way when, when you see him, you know pick up the barrel and just walk past it and kind of like his body language is just like, you know, hmm. yeah, that's why I read it anyway. Okay. I also um, love so- the sound design because they played that industrial, like ambient, you know, creepy kind of music. And then they also mix in like squeaky wheels and hydraulic sounds lifting. Uh-huh. And it's like one, I mean, the sound design at this, in this, you know, super lab scene, murder scene was amazing. Loved it. Hmm. Okay. I didn't really notice it when I was watching, but I'll have to go check it out. Um, so then they're in the de- the Denny's, right? Uh-huh. Or whatever diner that is. Which, that was artful, too. They go from the swishing, <laughs> swirling blood to the swirling ketchup. Yeah, yeah. Pretty awesome transition. Um, but Jesse, at this point, I think he's he's off the deep end. Or he's just resigned, I think, well, to, I don't... to the, the situation he's in. When they showed Victor being killed, Walt almost threw up in his mouth. Yeah. And Jesse looked like he went from blue screen to... Like, his jaw was set. There was hatred. Like, anger. I think he... I think he's going to scary places this season. Yeah, I think he could be on another round of downward spiral. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think that's definitely going to happen. And he was just, like, in contrast to Walt, who couldn't eat, he's, like, scarfing Mm -hmm. down his Grand Slam. He's making these darkly humorous, you know... Like, kind of, uh, you know, oh, I bet uh, Gus had to look a long time for Gale and bring him along. He's like, bet he regrets that now. Yeah, right. Um, but the thing that really struck me about the scene is Jesse saying that, well, at least we're on the same page now. Mm-hmm. And Walt's like, what page is that? Because Walt is afraid to say, hey, we bought us some time, but that's it. And Jesse's like, no way. Yeah. We're made. Because obviously this guy cares about the quality. We're the ones, the quality you can't find, you can't just go to monster.com career builder, whatever, yeah. find us. Sure. Um, but he says, we're on the same page. And Walt's like, what do you mean? He's like, if I can't kill you, I'm going to sure as hell make you wish you were dead. Yeah. What does that mean? Man, to be honest, I'm not sure. This I don't know. Either. I really want somebody to write in and tell me. Cause I, I honestly am not sure. Like, unless Gus kept them as slaves in that dungeon, which he didn't because they let him out. And I'm wondering why they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Why he didn't at least have someone with them or tailing them or something. Yeah. Um, I just don't know how that's going to play out. We're on the same page. Yeah. Well, they all know that they all want to kill each other, right? Mm -hmm. At this point, everyone is gunning for everyone. Yes. And (laughs) anybody slips up, they're dead. Right. Like, Walt's going to have a hard time killing Gus because Gus is extremely careful Mm-hmm. Gus has a hard time killing Walt because he needs him to make the math. Yeah. Jesse, I don't Can't know. Can't be that... killed by Gus because Walt won't cook if he's killed. Exactly. As he said. Although I wonder if that's actually true. And I wonder if the I chicken man know. wonders if that's true, too. He probably does. Because. He probably does. You know, if, if, like, they can blow Jesse away and Gus says, you know, you don't cook, I'm killing Skyler and I'm killing right? Holly and I'm killing I'm Walt, Walt Jr. Jr. Yeah. And I want to kill Hank and I want to kill. I mean, he could, like, wipe out his whole family. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's like, I don't, I would cook. 
Right? <laughs> and Walt would be insane not to cook at that point. Yeah. So I don't think Jesse is untouchable by any means. Right, right. So I'm I'm actually not sure why he wasn't just killed in the lab. Yeah. I don't know that Gus knows that about Walt, though. I don't know that Gus doesn't know that the family is so important to him. Hmm. That's possible. Yeah. So, anyway. Um. Okay, so I think that's... Well, no, we've got one more scene at the end where Walt goes to pick up his car. Uh, he's wearing Two the, Kenny, more scenes. the Kenny Rogers shirt. Which, oh, oh that's, that's right, yeah. man. Because we, we hatched up this plan that we, we want to cosplay <laughs> yeah. as... Jesse and Walt. You in full-blown yo-bitch Jesse mode. <laughs> Me in yeah. full-blown Heisenberg, and we're getting some blue rock candy, and we're going to hand this stuff out in little bitty baggies at like some kind of like Comic-Con yep. or Gen Con or PAX. I got to say, that was when I saw the white jeans, Kenny Rogers, <laughs> red Chuck Taylors. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, There's I want, like I said in my recap, I want to get a flash mob. Of that organized somewhere <laughs> at some convention. Yeah, that'd like, be awesome. How awesome would that be? Everybody wearing that outfit. That'd be pretty sweet. And I started to source it. You can get those t-shirts. And then yeah, it's just a yeah. pair of baggy jeans and red, ch- you know, Converse's. I'm ready. Let's let's go. I love that. <laughs> but yeah, Walt, Walt goes to pick up his car. Um, Skyler meets him outside. And what do they talk about? I can't actually remember. He says, you know, like, where's my car? She's like, well, Walt Jr. is going to wake up, and I didn't want to raise too many questions. And he's like raised eyebrows that was smart and then she's like are you okay and he's like right as rain and then he walks off and Hmm. there's a lot of tension in that scene but not the angry sullen kind of i hate you tension that we saw in previous episodes yeah there is i mean not quite sexual either but Hmm. they they i think they want to reconcile like at that time they wanted to just hug each other yeah. But they weren't, neither one of them was going to take the first step. Yeah. And this goes all the way back to the beginning where Marie saw the car in the driveway and she didn't say anything. Right. She didn't correct her. Right. The, the only thing she's keeping, the, the only person she's keeping from thinking that is Walt Jr. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure why that is yet. Because I don't think she knows for sure. And she, she doesn't, yeah. Walt's not going to push her and she's not sure, but I think... You know, this is going to break one way or another. Right now, mm-hmm. it's like she's standing at the edge of the cliff and she hasn't made the full plunge. But if she reconciles with him, yeah, she knows that that means she's she's breaking bad too. Well, uh, and vice versa. If she breaks bad, she probably has to reconcile with him because yes. how? Who else is she going to find at that point? Yeah, right. like if Walt on his spree had tried to go out and find someone and bring them into the fold, it right. probably wouldn't have worked. Right. And I don't think she ever stopped loving Walt. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she's still angry. She's still hurt about all the lying, but she's starting to see the necessity yeah. as yeah. she gets involved that, like, in that he was trying to protect them and doing the best. And Walt obviously still loves his family. So there is a lot of interesting things going on there. And I'll, it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see how they take this relationship and, and you know, because they... Cause they, they drove a wedge through it season one to culminating in three and now are yeah. they going to knit it back together and in what form is it going to be just partners i'd, I'd like to see is it going to be like how the they whole, do this yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm really looking forward to seeing that part of it so last scene that we opened with the podcast was the crime scene with the fantastic song i don't i can't even remember what that song was i don't know um but the ends the series uh, this the scene fades to black on the lab notes yes the same what? lab notes what the hell is in those lab notes? Are there names? Are there recipes? Wow. Are they going to even think to go through that? I mean, they're, they're definitely going to. It's a crime scene, for God's sake. They, they've got to, right? I mean, are we going to see that in, like, transferred and evidence bags? And, like, I just, 
that we're going to see more yeah. of that. This is going to be the teddy bear eye or whatever yeah. for season four. That's my prediction. <laughs> okay. I call it. You can't have it. it wait, state your prediction in, in recordable terms. We're going to see that lab notes book in every episode of this season. Every episode? Yes. It's going to be the the Damocles or whatever sword hanging over wow. the whole series. That's a big prediction. Okay. On the board. I got you on the board. On the yeah. board. Mark it. Uh, <laughs> um... I think it's eventually going to make its way into Hank's hands at some point. Yeah. But that, that's a that way be interesting. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's still got a well, long I journey know, I can see his him. partner next episode, honestly, saying, hey, we got this drug-related, you know, And snapping him out and, of his, his yeah, thing back yeah. on the Heisenberg trail. Yeah. And, and eh, following maybe. it from home and the internet and doing all that kind of stuff. So, Hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's it for the recap. That was the last scene. Yep. Um, well, there's... We're we're pretty far in here. Do we want to do some? Because I have a lot of questions that I want to ask you about. Go for it. About the series in general in this episode. Interrogate. So me. I, I, I've read. Put the box cutter down for God's sake. <laughs> you don't need to do that. Uh, I just let they... me answer the question. I, I just want to ask: Did they see you? Did anyone see you? <laughs> <laughs> just a few, just just a bunch of looky loos. <laughs> um. So I, I've been reading. Where people have said that it was strongly implied in the opening scene that Gail was a, was a meth user. Oh. And I didn't pick up on that at all. No way. He was obviously a marijuana user. Um, and no, not necessarily. Dude, Flavored he, tobacco in that hookah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I guarantee it. With with the way Gail was. He's brewing tea. He's singing Italian I songs. Bet, I whatever. bet he's partaken. No, I don't think so. Okay. I well, think we dip from that. But the yeah. fact that he's a meth addict. In fact, when he made great pains to say that this is excellent. But he's like, yeah. I mean, the purity. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever tried it. I don't think so either. Hell no. I know. The, the strong implied he's a meth user. What was their evidence? I think he's honestly the, one of the purest characters on the show. Oh, yeah. I, it, in fact, I wonder how he got into that. Did they explain yeah. that in season three? They might have. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I need to go back and – I didn't make it as far as through season three, so I, I need to see if they gave talked about his motivations because it's hard to find somebody like that. I mean he's very intelligent, yeah. almost a renaissance man, and he's cooking meth for the chicken man. How the <laughs> hell did that happen? I don't know. He's in Los Palos one day. And <laughs> uh, so I see you like that hamburger. That's right, right. Want to cook meth? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't so know. So you totally disagree I with that? I disagree with that. I, I, like the, I did What too. evidence, what strong implication? Did they mention anything? Because that's actually shocking to me. Um, uh, I can't remember exactly what they mentioned, but listeners, they said it was strongly. Listeners, is it, if this thing is on and you feel this way, please send us. You've, I don't care about the rest of people. Send us mail and forget the iTunes reviews. I got to have you justify that because I don't get that at all. <laughs> all right. Enlighten me. Uh, my other questions to you, well, two of my other questions are, has Walter crossed the line for you yet into, oh into bad guy territory? And if so, when? Yes, but like Chuck Klosterman said, I find it very impossible not to continue to justify his bad behavior. So I would say he has not crossed the line for you. No, he's definitely crossed the line. No, no, you don't hate him yet. No, I don't hate him. So when am I going to hate him? Yeah, when, are you, when is he going to turn into the Marie or Skyler of the first two seasons? I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how he can break, because it's basically Vince Gilligan trying to break the audience. Right. And I wonder yeah. if the show will still be watchable if you don't like the main hero. I don't know. They'll have to shift. The, the protagonist will have to be something like Hank, right? Or Someone Jesse, we still, maybe. Someone we, we identify with and want to see succeed. 
Um, cause you can't just have a, a show about an irredeemably unlikable <laughs> asshole. Yeah. It's a murderous asshole. Yeah. You can't. Like, you couldn't have a show starring Tuco. <laughs> <laughs> Although, it would be crazy a. somewhat entertaining from a voyeur perspective. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I wonder would, if they'll ever, if they'll ever get me to cross that you, line because I still like him. Did you see the interview on Grantland with Vince Gilligan where he gave his personal opinion? No. Where he, where, where Walt became the villain was when his pride didn't allow him to accept the free money for his cancer treatments, and he decided to cook meth anyway. He didn't have – because I've always said he had to cook huh. meth. But he didn't have to cook meth because his partners, no, former yeah. partners, came and said, we'll pay for it, we'll give you a job, we'll take care of you and your family. Yeah. So him cooking meth was all about his pride, him not wanting the salvation to come out of his son's webpage because yeah, his, he wanted his family to know that he did this. I mean – that's insane, and that's mm-hmm. – I think he's got a point there, but he still hasn't crossed the line for me because yeah, I still right. – like you said, that's the proof is in the pudding. If you like the man, he hasn't crossed the line yet. Exactly, and I don't hate him. So. so I'm interested also in what you think you would do in Walt's situation because at this point, he's going to try to – he has to try to take Gus out, right? But I would say that's what he thinks he has to do, yeah. Okay, but if he does that – there goes his entire setup. Like, he's he's not selling these drugs that he's cooking. They no. can't do that. They've proven that they can't run the operation. They've tried it. Well, that's why I'm saying he's... So how does he replace Gus's distribution network if he takes know. Gus out? I mean, I got some theories, like, that he's going to try to somehow... This war that's going to break out between Gus and the Mexican cartel is going to weaken them both enough that he can step in and be the supplier... No, not just a producer, but the supplier that he's going to learn enough from Gus because he's going to have to meet that, people. Though. I still think that maybe once Gus calms down, that he might see Walt now as a professional, as a p- potential protege. Or maybe it's possible. Maybe Walt, because I saw another interesting theory that you know at the beginning or in, in, in season three they had that weird Mexican musical interlude yeah. about the cousins coming. Yeah, that they actually showed a dead Walt body at the end of that. What? Yeah, I don't remember that either. But I need to I need to watch that. But they said they showed a dead Walt body at the end of that, and someone said like you could see that as just okay. That's just you know symbolism. Mm-hmm. Or someone said I wonder if they get like a dead they they get a body and dolled up to look like Heisenberg and drop him in the desert for the Mexican cartel to find so <laughs> they think he's dead. Or maybe that's the end of the series when he's actually yeah, dead. Never, yeah, <laughs> good good point there too. Uh, hmm, that's interesting. I'll have to check that out. Another thing I was wondering about is how how would you feel if Hank was not the one to find out about Walt? If if he never caught him? Because that's what we expect to happen, right? We Hank's on his trail. We expect Hank to catch him. Um, I don't think that's in the cards. I think Hank I, will I don't be either. somehow involved with his capture. Myself. Yeah, I, I do too. But would that ruin the series for you? You think? Uh, no. I mean, just if it's if it if it look, I don't think they can go wrong if they keep doing it as well as they're doing it. Yeah, because like the cousins didn't ruin it for me. The plane crash didn't ruin it for me because I have to. You know, they, everything was well done. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think someone besides Hank catching him is as big a stretch as that. In fact, it'd be kind of interesting if Walt killed Hank. Like, that's how bad... I mean, that would probably be a, a, a crossover for me. I couldn't root for Walt yeah. at that point. And hmm. then uh, Hank's, uh, you know, Latino partner brings him in. Uh-huh. 
Um, that would be Jesse's, interesting. I mean, so Gomez, yeah, Gomi, right, right. <laughs> so I mean, there's who knows, but I, I have complete at this point. You know, I the, uh, Vince Gilligan has earned my complete trust to guide this through whatever wherever it's going. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go into some real quick listener feedback. We don't have a whole lot. Uh, we got an email from Jerry who says he thinks this is a prediction by the end of the show, Walt will kill Hank. So he is right on target with what you think there. Yep. That would definitely cross the line. I would, I, <laughs> and, and he, Gilligan's saying that's what's going to happen that at the end of the season or at end of the end of the series, mm-hmm. no one will be left rooting for Walt. I, man, that's, he's going to break us. Yeah. It's going to be, I don't know what it's going to take, but it's right? going to be interesting. Um, we get two reviews on iTunes that I mentioned earlier. Uh, Elbex Tarot says, this is great. Finally a Breaking Bad podcast. I, I hate to ruin the party, but there's actually another Breaking Bad podcast that we talked about at the beginning. Right. So Check them out, too. Check them out. Uh, anyone who loves this show, uh, this amazing show, will definitely enjoy listening to this podcast. Thanks, Elbex Tarot. And Michael Van says, excellent production value with cool hosts. I like to think I'm cool. I actually like the compliment of our production values because we worked really right. hard to get this set up and sound good. We and have an $8 million hole in the ground where we cast. Yes. It's, it's, <laughs> we, our podcasts are 99.0, oh my God, pure. And we're proud right. of that number. Absolutely. That number was, was hard work to get. Uh, and then he says, looking forward to watching season four with these guys. Sweet. Thanks. Hope we um, haven't dropped the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Our actual recap, uh, your, your preview is pretty good. Actual recap, not so much. Pretty terrible. Um, so that's it. The next show is going to be titled 38 Snub. That's interesting. That represents the 38 snubs they got from the, the Emmys. Emmys this yeah. year since they're like, you know, what's this? Not I've been on 13 months, not eligible bullshit. Yep. So that's it. For the show. Uh, we're going to do spoilers after We're, we're going to do spoilers after the music. Uh, thanks for joining us if you're tuning out. Uh, you can get, uh, follow us. Um, uh, you're going to have to... <laughs> Facebook.com and I put search. the link to like us at the end of every one of our podcast posts. So that's the best okay. way to find us until we get 25 of y'all to yeah. like us. Then we can have a nice little Facebook.com slash break good. And won't yeah. that be nice? Uh, I'm doing Twitter all day, every day, practically. Yeah. Twitter.com slash break good. He's uh, working that like a rented mule. <laughs> Could have been worse. That analogy could have been way worse. <laughs> yeah, I saw in your eyes. They kind of widened. You looked like a Walt right before I, uh, Gus slit, slit Victor's neck there. It looked like Jesse staring at Walt. <laughs> or staring at Gus, right? Yeah, right. right. Um, where else can they find us? They can email us. Breakinggood at baldmove.com. Forums.baldmove.com. Yeah, and breaking no there. Yeah. Yeah, get on the forums, people. It's nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, breakinggood.baldmove.com. I every day got your uh, Breaking Bad news. Yes, Jim's got a lockdown on Twitter. Hope We're posting you guys enjoy uh, it. insightful articles and all sorts of stuff over there. So that's it for the non-spoilery section. Join us after the break. With that said, until next time, I'm Jim and I'm Aaron. Let's put our clothes back on. Okay, and we're back. We're I back. That, um, that transition is so weird when we don't have the music. I know. Should we, um, should we go ahead and play the preview for 38 Snub? Sure, let's do it. All right, here we go. I'm going to try to bring the levels back up. This episode of AMC's Breaking Bad. I want you to understand, I didn't want any of this to happen. There's just one thing you and me got to talk about, and that's this. 
Um, that longer look that they talked about is basically makes it clear that Jesse is going on a bender. Yeah. Like yeah. a giant cocaine bender. Mm-hmm. Um, now the thing that we kind of think I had an on air dispute about was I thought Hank told Marie to get out mm-hmm. at that scene. Yeah, he did just then. Right. Okay. Right. So what did we have an argument about? I thought you said I that didn't know. happen or was it something with Jesse? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. I have no recollection of the conversation. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this point by point. Yeah, um, let's. The, the first scene, um, Walt is finally transforming back into Heisenberg. Mm, and he's he's saying, I didn't want any of this to happen. And he's talking, it looks like, from the back of the guy's head that he's talking to Mike at a bar. And then mm. we have the scene with Jesse's not girlfriend, but almost kind of girlfriend yeah, that he yeah. met at the, the uh, support group. And she's asking him about this brick of money. Uh, we see Hank struggling with physical therapy, telling Marie to get out, which that would be interesting. And then again, Jesse's life of excess. Um, and Walt requesting the audience with apparently Gus. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's no way Gus gets shot. Next gets episode? Taken next episode. Mm-hmm. No effing I, I can't see it. Uh, that has to play out for at least a few more episodes. Well, plus, if we're going to talk spoilers, that interview I talked about with Gianna Carlo. Yeah. Um, he, what does he exactly say in that interview? Uh, he he says something about a, a very big showdown. Um, it's going to be basically who can outsmart the other person and that Giancarlo Gus is going to be very surprised by Oh, is it Giancarlo? Uh, it's Giancarlo, I think. Okay. Um, but he says... Well, you're Spanish. You're the one who's supposed to know. I'm not Sp- what are you talking Portuguese? about? Portuguese? Spanish? Korean? Italian. I think you're Korean. Yes, I'm, I'm Korean. <laughs> um, but no, uh, he says that Gus it has the upper hand still. He's smarter than Walt. Right. Um, he's more experienced than Walt. But that Walt will have to uh, pull one over on him if he right. wants to to try to take him out. Um, I thought it was interesting. He said, it's a proving moment for Gus because we've never seen Gus do something so formidable. This mm-hmm. is the final chance that Walt is giving, or that Gus is giving Walt to step up. He's giving him a warning. He's saying, do it my way and you'll be all right. It's a moment where Walt could step up and really embrace a part of him that's Heisenberg. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, that's not going to happen. See, that's what I thought. I think Gus still has the door open for him to be a protege, but Walt yeah. is going to try to go on the offensive. <laughs> um, so, Which is what we all want to see, right? Yep. None of us want to see him continue to cook for Gus. Yep, and uh, Esposito, Esposito says, you'll have to see Walt get very, very tricky to even get in Gus's presence. Yeah. So, interesting. So it's and he also tough. says that Gus also has, still has his eye on Jesse, still gunning for him. So you got any new predictions other than the one that I put on the board? Or uh, yeah, I have. Still got some spoilers to dish? I have a couple of predictions. No, I was just, I, I wanted to talk... About the money, kind of speculate on what that brick of money is. Um, did she find it because he's slinging drugs again? Did she, like, what's the significance of that? I don't Have we know. seen it before? Maybe he tried. See, that's the thing. I wish I'd seen season three all the way through again. Yeah. Um, because I kind of almost think that he left that at her the last time I see, saw her. Again, there's there's like 30 listeners saying, no, mm-hmm. you stupid sons that, that just watched it. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I... I'd have to see 
I have no I have no theory about what that the significance of that money. Okay, dead end. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so so predictions. Uh, I have a couple predictions. I'm not going to go with my first one because that's kind of generic and lame. Um, <laughs> that's our show, generic and lame. <laughs> my God, our podcast is called Breaking Good. How uh, much more generic and lame can you get? One of the non-generic and lame ones <laughs> is that uh, Saul's bodyguard that we saw before, uh, the, the, meat, the, the very heavy set dude, Meat Coma, uh, yeah, Meat Coma man, is totally a goner before the end of the series. Or I predict that his fatness will keep him from helping Saul in some way. Huh? That his his weight will become an issue. His health will be at issue in this show. I just know that when you've eaten so much meat that your sinuses are packed <laughs> with hamburger. This man could eat corn. No, he eats nothing but meat. <laughs> he lives on all meat diet. He like is at considered core and his sinuses <laughs> are he be thin? Her, that's why he couldn't breathe. His sinuses are packed full of ground beef. He can't <laughs> the man can't act as a bodyguard in that condition. No, no way. No. He, he's intimidating to look at, but he couldn't run a foot if he had to. Uh, I don't think he's intimidating to look at. It's hard to get past him to get to Saul. Oh, I get. Yeah, if he stood in in yeah. my, in, in doorway, I would <laughs> be looking for the emergency exit. But right. other than that, no, I could think you could handle him. <laughs> so yeah, that's my prediction that his weight is going to be a factor in either his death. My prediction or Saul's is he's uh, going pain. to have moves like freaking Chuck Norris. <laughs> it's going to be the ultimate rope and dope, man. This guy's going to bust in. He looks like Fat Morpheus, and he's going to move like one. Do you think that's air that, you're breathing? That would be amazing. I can't tell. My sinuses are packed with meat. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um, Not an actual prediction. Prediction void in 48 states. Yeah. Hawaii and Alaska. It's yeah, not. They're, they're still good in that. Um, so my other prediction is that every episode, because there are a bunch of them, every episode with a weapon name... Someone will get killed with that weapon in that episode. Oh. So, like, Box Cutter. We saw someone get killed yep. with Box Cutter. 38 Snub. I think someone's going to get killed with that gun. Uh, possibly not Gus. Uh, bullet points I'm not sure about. I won't predict that one. But Shotgun, definitely. Hmm. See, that could be, uh, that could be like, a reference to a um, football player or something. Shotgun. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure. Well, someone will get killed playing Open football. house. Someone's going to get killed. Perhaps a wicked witch by yeah, an open drop house, house dropping on them. A corner. Someone will be like, you know, like triangle corner. We'll stab them in the eye. Problem dog. Going to get dog bites. Rabies. I think you've got something here. Right? No, I'm saying the ones <laughs> with weapon names, they'll get killed with the weapon. All right. All that, right. That's my prediction. I just, I don't think anyone's going to be killed by 38 snub. Oh, I think so. Nah. Maybe Walt will shoot himself. Walt just killed a bunch of people in, in like two episodes ago. There's no way he's going to go back to that well this, this soon. Mm. I think he's going to try, but I don't think he's going to get the audience with Gus. I No, I don't think it's going to be Gus that gets killed. Oh, I think someone else is going to Some other killed. schmo, huh? Yeah. Okay. Maybe Marie. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's just gu- Walt just guns down Marie. Maybe one of Hank's geodes. Yeah. Walt just flip that, shatter it. How do you like your crystals now? That's right. Bam. All right, that's all I've got for predictions. Do you have any predictions this week? Uh, or no. Or do you just make the one? I think Jesse will snort a lot of cocaine. <laughs> that's my prediction. <Yeah. laughs> Disqualified? No. No, no. I got the one. I thought that was pretty ballsy. The yeah, it's, it's a ballsy call. I don't even remember what it was. but Neither uh, do I, but it was ballsy. We'll hear it tomorrow on the podcast.
<laughs> Absolutely. Okay, that's it then. Yep. We're not uh, doing another outro. We're just leaving you with this. That's right. See you next week, all. <laughs>